16, very familiar passage of Scripture, easy to know. We should all, as a Christian, know that verse by heart. I have no idea when I learned that verse, but that verse, well, you can use that verse and that verse only to lead somebody to Jesus. If you want to stand up, and what we're going to do, I want us to repeat this verse, recite this verse together, okay? If you don't know it by heart, then find it in the Word of God, John 3, 16, okay? We want to do this together, and as soon as we do that, then we'll ask the guys again one more time, uh, what is our complete uh, total? All right, are we there? Okay. $11,000. Amen. Amen. Now, Brother Scott's going to come in a moment and announce the total of everything that's given, and then we will quickly vote yes or no on phase two. Are you ready for John 3.16? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for that promise. Thank you for Jesus who came to this earth and lived it out, went to that cross, died, buried, rose again. Father, we're counting on that blood. As I'll let you sing this morning, the choir backing her up. There's nothing that can take the place of the blood of Jesus. And how we thank you for saving our souls. In Jesus' name, amen. Let me just simply tell you or remind you of something that you already know, that there's nothing greater than salvation. Nothing. I mean, hey, paying your house off, that's wonderful. Paying a car off, that's wonderful. Getting a promotion at work, that is wonderful. Having more friends, that is wonderful. And on and on the list can go, but nothing is more precious, more important, more awesome than to know that we're saved by the blood of Jesus Christ. You see, before, before God gave his son, he's always been in the giving business, but before he gave his son, he gave the garden to Adam and Eve. He gave it to them. Say, here you are. It's yours. And here's how I want you to treat it. They blew it. They blew it. They messed up. They sinned. And they lost their place. They lost their position out of a gift that God had given them. God gave us the Ten Commandments before he gave us uh, Jesus. He gave us uh, prophets that came before Jesus came on the scene. God has always been in the giving business. Now, I want to tell you something, church. I, I praise God for you. Now, I'm going to tell you something. If you, if you, turn, if you made a dollar or if you made 2000 it doesn't matter. God knows your heart. And it's all important. From the little bag of pennies all the way up to the biggest amount that was given. The Bible says God will bless. So I just want to simply share a simple sermon with you on giving. Giving starts, first of all, with an attitude. How did you come this morning? Did you come uh, with, a, with a, a good attitude? That verse of scripture that we quoted... Here's was God's attitude, for God so loved the world. That was his attitude. He so loved the world. 
He had the right kind of attitude. His attitude and so should ours be cheerful. God had a cheerful attitude. In 2 Corinthians 9, 7, we're not going to turn there, but I'm going to share with you. Every man, it says, according as he prospereth in his heart, let him so give, not grudgingly, not out of necessity, but give it out of the love of God with a cheerful heart. That's an attitude. A cheerful heart. Not only a cheerful heart, but this attitude ought to be courageous. In Psalm 37, 25, it says, I have seen the young and I have seen the old. Yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging for bread. Now that is, that's courageous giving. I mean, hey, I don't fret over if I'm going to have the next meal or not. I'm, I'm belong to God. I'm going to give him what's rightfully his. I'm going to try to go beyond that. And he has promised to never leave me nor forsake me and supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory through Christ Jesus and nobody else. God don't need me, by the way. You don't need me. But all of us need God. Jesus don't need us to tell the story for him, but he wants us to. And it's our obligation to tell the story by giving. And that's, that is one of the ways, by giving. You see, giving is an attitude. And it'll cause us to be cheerful if we do it with the right heart. It'll cause us to be courageous. But I want to tell you something else about this attitude. It'll comfort us. In John 14, 26, it says, But the Comforter, which is the Holy Spirit of God, by the way, it says, when the Father will send him in my name, he shall teach you and myself all things and bring all things to your and my remembrance. Whatever I have said unto you, go do it. And what did he say? He said, just go do it. Go share the word. Go share the word. Give yourself to somebody. You know... This, this, this act of giving today will go down in history of this church. It'll go down in history as part of this church. As it's been written down, you know, what projects you had. And listen, projects can go on and on. They don't have to stop today. And what I'd love for you to do, hey, at any given time that maybe you say, well, I feel like my project's over. On a given Sunday, just to say to me, hey, I got a report to give on my project. And just stand up and say, my project is over, and this is the total that I have turned in. Or my project is still ongoing, and thus far I have this, okay? I'd love to see all those coins gone today. Every one of them gone. Two dollars piece. Hey, that's pocket change. What is it worth to tell somebody about Jesus? I don't know what to say. They'll take that coin, I'll guarantee you. The first time it was offered to me, I was at Lynn and I were in Moultrie, Georgia, at the Farm Expo. I was walking along there, this great big guy, I mean, big, not fat, I'm talking muscular. He was an older man. He said, son, how you doing? I said, I'm fine, sir. He said, I want to give you something, and handed me that coin. I looked at it, I said, wow. You know Jesus? I said, yes, sir. He said, then give it away. Give it away. Man, that pamphlet, hey, you can order them too. 
I don't mind telling you, it cost a dollar and a half a piece. And Lynn and I invested $300, hoping to get back $400. No, I don't, we don't want our money back. So that's four plus two. That's six, isn't it? To go back in there. Listen, it's the little things. And this is a, this is a little thing. Guys, you can carry it in your pocket. Fold up the pamphlets, put them in your pocket. Ladies, carry them in your purse. Say, hey, I want to give you something. And you hand it to them so they, when they look at it, they're looking straight at Jesus. Reach. You will reach. If somebody hands you that, more than likely you're going to reach out and you're going to take it. It's an attitude. It, it ought to be a cheerful attitude to know, hey, they've got the word of God. These pamphlets is the pure word of God from cover to cover. They've got it. They've got the word of God. They've got something in their hand that can remind them. I mean, it's a beautiful coin. Whether you buy one or not, go by there and look at that coin. Don't overflood Caleb there and run him crazy. You know, he's got a little money to give you back change if you're going to. But somebody this morning said, you got change for 100? I said, no, just pick up 50 coins and keep on going. <laughs> hey, <laughs> Give them away. It's an attitude. It's a cheerful, courageous, comforting attitude. Another thing about giving is not only as an attitude, but listen what the verse says. That he gave his only son. You know what that is? That's action. It was not only attitude for God so loved the world, but it was action. He gave his only begotten son. You see, doing something. In Acts chapter 2, verses 42 through 45, it says, And the people had all things together in common with one another. They loved one another. They went from house to house praying with one another. And breaking bread from house to house did all that. And they got so caught up in serving the Lord, they sold their possessions. Brought it to the house of God. And began to divide it up into those who had a need. It's a one. It's, it's an amazing action thing when we when we put our hearts into giving the way God intended for us to give. So do something. Not only do something, but according to the Bible, we got to bring something. Malachi 3:10, the very first part of that verse says, Bring all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in my house. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse. Makes no difference. Hey, I'll tell you again because some of you have never heard the story. My mother taught me to tithe. I used to catch rabbits when I was a teenager in high school. I'd catch rabbits. I'd go to my rabbit guns early in the morning and kill that old boy. I'd chop him right in the back of the head. I took karate, but it ain't no good now. You know, they, what ain't no good is my knees and my elbows and all of that, but I'd chop him right in the back of the head and break his neck and go to the house and skin him out and clean him. Mom would wash him down good and put him in water and put the salt to it. She'd take it to work. And the first rabbit she took to work down at ASCS office in Anderson, she saw all the farmers, you know, they wanted that fresh rabbit. And she sold it for a dollar. Brought it home that evening, handed me the dollar, and she said, Kenny, ten cents of that is God's. I've never forgotten it. Don't plan to forget it. I'm honoring God and I'm honoring my mother because she taught me to tithe. So whether you give a dime, a dollar, ten, twenty, two hundred, two thousand, it's all right here. It's an attitude that'll bring about an action, okay? It's not only, when we think of giving, not only is it an attitude, and not only is it an action, but it's also an appreciation. What does the verse say? 
that whosoever believeth in him shall have everlasting life. That is appreciation to God that he appreciates us inviting Jesus into our heart, his only son. And he so appreciated it that he gives us everlasting life. Okay? Malachi 3.10, the second part of that verse. Let me just re- remind you, uh, the first part says, bring all the tithes to the storehouse that there might be meat in my house. And then God says, I want you to appreciate me. So he says, and prove me, says the Lord, and see if I don't open up the windows of heaven and pour out blessings on you that there will not be enough room for you to hold them. Let me just say this. Malachi also says that some of us are thieves. Some of us are are natural thieves. How? Well, he said, you've robbed me. And they said, how have we robbed you, God? You've robbed me with your tithes and your offerings. I don't care what you do in this world, but you've robbed me. So I put the challenge to you this morning. If you're one of those that's robbed God, you ought to ask him right now to forgive you. And on your way out today, You don't have to tell anybody anything. Just lay the money on the table over there. If you've robbed God. Listen, let me tell you something. You can't catch up. Don't try to catch up. Just start today. How do you catch up? Hey, you can't. That's why God so loved us that he gave so we could give ourselves back to him. I can't catch up all the messes and all the sin that I've done in my life. So I ask God to forgive me and give me a brand new start so I can start right here and move forward. It's an attitude. It's an action. It is an appreciation. Now, if we're not obedient in our giving, listen, we're not going to receive the blessings God has for us. He's got them laid up, baby. It don't cost him anything. He's ready to deliver. All we got to do is be obedient, obedient to God. There's a story. And you might want to go back and read this story this afternoon in 2 Chronicles chapter 20. But I'm just going to pick up in verse 32. It says, Jehoshaphat walked in the way of his daddy. And this is what he done. His daddy's name was Asa. And it says he walked in the path, in the footprints of his daddy. And departed not from it, doing, listen to what he says, doing that which was right in the sight of God. You realize this morning that God looked down at what we had given, what we received, and what we had given, God is looking in on it. I beg you, I challenge you, the giving is not over. The giving will never be over until Jesus comes. He wants us to give him ourselves first. And then he'll teach you and me what he wants afterwards. We're not supposed to know. We don't have to know. All we got to do is be positive, have a good attitude, so there will be some right kind of action. And then when it's all said and done, we will appreciate it. 
Father, in the name of Jesus, you know all about us. You know what has been said. You know the actions that have been done. Father, I pray for our attitude. I pray for our action. I pray for our appreciativeness. I pray that you would bless. Speak to our hearts. God, we love you, and we just want to see things happen in your name, for we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.